my gosh, take numero dos. And we love it. We, we are so excited to be here on the evening of this day. Yeah. Doing this. This has been a rotten, this? irritating, no good, horrible, very bad day. Exactly. At least Not for as me. Bad as, yes. Well, actually, you know what? For me, it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty decent day mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Lovely, warm, with lots of critters. And I'm not afraid of them other than the ticks that I can't stand. But, you know, that's what happens. So right. there we go. The ticks. Um, the ticks Did you enjoy good. the cartoon, The Tick, that I sent you? Did you even Truth watch that? Truth be told, that? I didn't watch it. You no. suck. I know I do suck. I am going to do it, though, just so that we can. I know. I didn't. I'm like, dude, I had enough of ticks by that time. John, are you familiar with that cartoon, The Tick? Yes, I've heard of of The Tick. It's funny as heck. It's super funny, just in case. Because Elsie and I were talking about ticks yesterday, and then I was like, this will cheer you up. And I think she was too out-ticked. I was too out-ticked. I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, I skeeved ticks. I mean, what's... I skeeve ticks, which means they just give me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, is that what that means? Yes. Who knew? That's a whole new thing. Dude, so let me tell you the story. Did I tell you the story of the tick in Maymay's head? Yikes. No. No, you never told okay, me the story. I, I know that this is what you told me. All you told me is that May had a tick on her head, and it took all of Randy's strength, a man, a true yes. man, to get it yes. out. Yes. Okay. So here we are. We're watching. Everybody was watching TV. I was standing. I was like sitting on the couch with the girls. I was like reading or possibly working, which is what I do all the time. And then May May's like, Mama, I have this thing in my head. And I was like, okay, come on over here. Show me where it is. And I figured she had gum in her hair or something, you know, like that. And I look at him like, the heck is that? And it looked like a skin. How do you say it? You know, when there's like a little flap of skin on your body? Tag. Skin, skin tag. It looked like a st- skin tag. I was like, what the heck is She's that? She's too young but for it that, was really though, right. Big. right? Right. But it was so huge, though. I mean, it was a big, it was as big as my pinky nail. Ugh. Okay? Right. It was that big. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And I pick it up, and it's stuck. And then I saw it had feet. Stop it. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That is so, so accurate. Then, and so then I was like, hold on just a second, May May. I'm going to go get your daddy, okay? Well, I'm like my whole inside going, oh, my God, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Make it stop. Oh, my God. And I was like, hey, Ran, um, come over here, please. She's got a bug in her head. Ah. And I, you know, and I thought like, holy crap, it's a, it's got, is that a dick? I mean, it was huge. And then he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, yeah. Give me tweezers. You know, and he, we go and get the tweezers. I get the tweezers and I'm holding her hair off because it's in the, it's sort of like in the middle of the back of her skull. And then I'm moving all the hair. He grabs it. He starts pulling as hard as he can. And the damn thing does not come out of her head. That is the scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I sit there and then we sat there for 10 minutes. 10, trying to get this thing out of her head in all kinds of different ways. And he's pulling. And I kind of, I sensed, because I tried to pull it out myself mm-hmm. at first. And I felt how in, in there it was. I can't understand <gasps> it. It's so frightening. It's disgusting. So what you do is so, you get yes. peppermint oil extract. And you put a drop of peppermint oil on the tick. And it doesn't like it. And it will back out and move. Okay. 
So now, though, John, John, I saw two <laughs> posts that came up on my feed. This is not that I, I didn't really say any. This was just coming up because it seems like ticks are annoying the hell out of everybody. So there were two things that said, do not pour peppermint oil on the tick or any other kind of essential oil on the tick because what happens is it irritates the tick. And what happens when the tick gets irritated is it it, it spits out more poison. So that's what they told us, even though, truth be told. I can't believe that peppermint oil would make the tick put out more poison than grabbing it with a pair of tweezers and pulling on it with all your might. I don't know. I know, right? It just, no, but it seems like, right? Right? That makes sense to me. So, But we actually put lavender oil in, and that didn't work either. We dropped some lavender oil, and but finally he got it. But the thing was huge. And, but the the weird part is that it was skin colored. Ah! Oh my God! They're they're adapting to their environment. It's just disgusting. They start Ugh. to fill it with blood, and they turn like a gray, which is like a skin color. It, yeah, so isn't horrified. that insane? I don't even know what to say. I'm so horrified by now this. You have to go have her checked for Lyme's disease now. You know. Well, I already we, told we, her she won't listen to me. She already, I already, we already know all that kind of stuff. But still, though, that means I mean, no, it was I'm not like, doing it. Well, that means that this. Yes, my 18 year old daughter talk. just got Lyme disease because she got to take this. Uh, She's on antibiotics right now for it. It's it's no, it's no joke. And if you don't treat it early, it can stay with them for the rest of their lives and do really, really bad things to them. So you got to go have it checked. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, we we totally did. And I just, I mean, we weren't, we haven't done it now, but she had a big, gigantic tick. So hopefully it was not the, I mean, what I told Jess, and don't start sending me tick information, people who are listening here. No. We're going to make a decision. But um, <laughs> this was not the, a deer tick. It definitely was not a deer tick. And there are diseases that are, you know, there are many different diseases. Oh, my God. And you, and then literally two days later, did I tell you this, Jess? Rand sends me a, a, a video, right? And I'm sure you guys have seen it. It must, it must be a viral video. So he sends me this video and I on Facebook Messenger and he never sends anything to me on Facebook Messenger. So I'm looking and the only thing I did is I play the thing and it's a picture of this little girl who looked like she was like 4 or 5 years old and she couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. Like she would she would try to stand up and she would fall down. And then her daddy was trying to pull her up and her mama was taking a picture of it. I mean, a video of this because she could not stand up. Her legs would not work anymore. She mm-hmm. would just literally fall down and she was going, I'm trying, mama. I'm trying. And she she would fall. So then they took her to the doctor and it turns out she had a tick in her head. Oh, my Lord. And it was the it was that's why her whole nervous system got screwed because the tick was in her head and she couldn't stand. And as soon as they took the, the the tick out, then she was able to walk. Like it was <sighs> like nothing happened to the little monkey. Could you imagine? No, I'm horrified. Holy crap! I know. I just I've been in tick hell and yeah. So no, I can't imagine. Taking her head, dude. And now, so I'm like obsessed. Now I feel itchy everywhere and I'm obsessed with, like, I'm like, take your clothes off. Like, I don't want to see, like, I want my children in their underwear all day long here in the house. (laughs) I want to see their bodies. I want, and I'm constantly touching their head and I'm like, brush your hair. (laughs) I mean, it's so, it's just scary. Ticks are scary. Ugh. So, yes, and but again, I'm I'm putting this out to you guys. Listen, don't don't send me scary stories. Don't start to tell me, "Oh, Lyme's disease." I know. 
All right. Okay. I know. Okay? So keep your mouth shut, people that are listening, <laughs> about my tick and my limes. Wow. Okay? Just saying. Because people do that. I mean, remember when you were talking about Elsie the- Elsie told you to keep your you mouth shut. I know. I did. And I'm, because I of support the, it dude, and I enjoy it. It's because of the pineapples. Think about the what happened when you just posted about the pineapples. The pineapple cans. Oh yeah. And those, 41 some recipes, of the results. 60 recipes. It was amazing. Yeah, but but you also got it, it was a pet peeve because you did get some peeps who were like, you know, saying very interesting things. It happened to you. today. I posted about okay. Did you see? No, I didn't. Oh my god, it was like the most amazing one I've ever gotten. I thought for sure you'd have seen it. Oh, I haven't been. I haven't been on Facebook prop. Like, oh my you know, god, she's been it was on Tick so Patrol. Good. It was I've been so on Tick good. Patrol. Elsie, oh okay, god. ready? Okay. So here's my post. I wrote Jessica Kufferman feeling embarrassed. I would like to apologize to the other parents and children at Chick Fil A. Contrary to how Isaac behaved there this morning, I do not sit around smoking crack while he plays with lead paint chips and bags of broken glass. You'd never know it, but I swear it's true. I cannot explain why my child turned into a barnyard animal, but all I can say is hopefully someday he will grow a soul. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A lot of people are like, we've all been there. It's fine. No big deal. Glad my kids passed this. Then I get this. Oh, hon, it's Chick-fil-A. Delicious as it may be, they have issues. So let's call his meltdown A, karmic, and B, maybe he's energetically picking up on Chick-fil-A's undercurrent of homophobia. Oh, my gosh. Womp, womp. Oh, gosh. Like now, somehow, I just love when people can make you a dick for doing nothing. Like, okay, I know Chick-fil-A's got their thing. Oh, actually, someone posted as a... Did someone post as a comment? It was on Snopes um, that they have like something against same-sex marriages, but I think the founder left there and whatever. I they're I, Christians. They're Christian. It's a very Christian. They're closed on Sundays. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't open on Sundays. It's a Christian business, and but they also do. I mean, again, they also do a lot of good. Whenever there's a a disaster, a tornado, or something like that. They'll grab, uh, they'll open their kitchens and make a bunch of food and take it to responders and people that need it. So, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. You know, pick a side. Listen, Walt Disney was a Nazi sympathizer who hated Jews. Y'all want to stop going to Disney World on behalf of the Jews? I didn't think so. <laughs> you want to stop buying Chanel? She was right there with them. Coco Chanel had a Nazi boyfriend. That took and a left turn. I'm just I know, saying. Right? I, no, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, no, like, not, I don't. I, I mean, I, right. I support yeah. same-sex marriage. I don't like that Chick Fil A doesn't do that, but their chicken's delicious. That's all, and it wasn't even my idea to go there. Their fucking chicken's delicious. What's a person supposed to do? All I'm saying is that whenever there are certain, doesn't matter what it is, somebody sometimes needs to speak up and say some stuff. And uh, all I'm saying about the ticks and the Lyme's disease and the girls and whatnot that there are things being done but that i don't need to get a barrage of people you know you should really you should really you should really because that's gonna make it's just we know you're concerned thank you yes and my it was a pet peeve a couple weeks ago right where i was just like you you post something and you just want pineapple recipes and there's always someone who's gonna tell you what an asshole you're you know i donate to the poor when i have access well sorry i'm a big asshole who eats chick-fil-a even though they don't support i'm so sorry (laughs) 
Well, so I'm here's so what. Why here's don't you call the like... 21 million other people that ate there today and bitch at them? Because <laughs> they're not. I mean, yeah, those things are important you. to me. And me I mean, it's too. important enough yeah. for me not to eat there. But like, whatever. I went but... there today because it had a play area and my toddler was hungry. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I know. And also, you forgot to say that you guys were at somebody else's house and he was going nuts. And it was like, yes, you, you know true. what I mean? Before and, that, and he so, was touching therefore, everything in their house. Exactly. And then sometimes that's what happens. You have a kid or two and they're going bananas. And you sometimes just need to do things because they're going bananas at that time to, in some way, soften the blow, which for you didn't quite happen. It actually escalated. That made it worse. No, that made <laughs> but, it. That comment made it worse. I was so annoyed. Oh, Ugh. Yeah. So, and then, okay, blah, blah. let's keep going with the news because there's more stuff in yes. here that's annoying to me. But okay, so that, why don't we go? Actually, before that, yeah, let's do podcast movement stuff. Oh my gosh! So we're getting closer, guys. We are getting closer. It is now closer. June. Oh my god, it's June. It's June. You guys have two months to make your reservations, to to make the time to go over there. Use coupon code SHEPODCAST to get 15% off of that ticket. But they've just made some announcements, actually. We just got an email from the Podcast Movement folk where they they let us know who some of the new speakers are. Yes. (laughs) And one of the new speakers is this lovely woman. Her name is Jody Flynn. Hey, Jess and Elsie, this is Jody Flynn from the Women Taking the Lead podcast. Thank you so much for this generous opportunity to promote our sessions at Podcast Movement. My breakout session is titled Dark Secrets, Failure to Launch and Pod Fading. As you know, there's a lot of hype out there about how everyone needs a podcast and you can make millions doing it. And we know that is distorting the reality of what it takes to launch a podcast and continue to put out good content. What gets overlooked are the awesome benefits that do come from having a podcast that have very little or nothing to do with money. This session is for the not yet launched or newbie podcaster who wants to get some strategies and a mindset to help them get over the mental hurdles of launching their podcast and to sustain it so that they get the benefits that absolutely do come over time. I can't wait to see you guys in Anaheim. Me too, Jody. I love her. That sounds like an awesome session, guys. So you heard it here first, people. Um, that this is one for those that have not launched. And uh, if you would like to have your session highlighted in this fashion, you can send a 30 to 60 second clip to us here and we will play it because we want you guys to showcase yourselves, promote yourselves, educate yourselves about what's happening here. So, yay! Booyah! Booyah! Thank you. Thank you. What else is so, with the podcast movement? Um, yeah, so so also don't forget about our meetup, which is like right when the last session's over on Friday. So if you want to unwind and hear what I'm calling a recap and roast of the event, please come. If you if the tickets are only five dollars, and really it's just to make sure that we know who's coming and like how many seats we need, but it's shepodcast.com forward slash PM seventeen. And it would be really great if t- if you guys could come and hang out and see us there. Um, it's going to be really fun and funny. We're going to do a live taping of the show and a bunch of other fun stuff we haven't decided yet. So meet us there. Also, um, a podcast movement, they announced some of the Academy of Podcasters. No, 
Yes. They end yes. Academy of Podcasters Award. We have a bunch of shows that are nominated, including our own Miss Elsie, who's already being entered into the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> and now she's in under technology with the feed, which is so exciting. It's very exciting. It's ex- Oh, yeah. That's a really tough category, though. I mean, I have to it say is. it's like... Are other people that are nominated there, and I'm not going to talk about the ones that are the procasters or the guys that won last year, which was Reply All, as you guys know from Gimli. Oh, Reply All. Reply All. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was. It's the feed, right? The official Lips and Cop podcast that I co-host with Rob Walsh, but also another Lips and person, uh, Dave Jackson, for the with the School of Podcasting, Mm -hmm. is also nominated in that same category. And a good friend of the show. And a good friend of the show. Then Rob's show today in iOS, his own personal show, is that's also Rob nominated. Walsh's show? Yes, that's Rob Walsh's well, oh show. Oh my lord, he's nominated I know. twice. Wowzer. Yep. Hmm. And then we have um, the Audacity to Pat podcast with Daniel, Daniel J. Lewis. Lewis, GJL again, again. So that's like four, basically friends, like. Super, super friends. All of our shows are there. And what the heck, dude? What the heck? I have more friends and clients that are nominated, and I want to take a minute to um, mention them if that's okay. Yeah, please, please. Okay. And let's see. In business, Stacking Benjamins. Um, Joe Salsahi. I'm really excited about that one. And Health and Fitness, Sleep With Me podcast. Yay, Drew. Congratulations. I'm so excited for him. Um, and he really deserves it, even if he has to go up against Sex with Emily and Dr. Drew and Jillian Michaels. Oh, my gosh. Um, f- I know. For Stewie on them. Ben Franklin's World is nominated again. I'm so excited for yes. Liz Covart. Let's see. Who else do we know? Oh, WDW Radio, which is Lou Mangiello. He's such a nice guy. I'm happy that his show's nominated. I think Shell Hamilton is also nominated for her Meditations Mini many. Meditation. Yes, that's under. Where is that? It wasn't in. I think it's under health, isn't it? Or no, I don't see it there. But you're right. She is nominated. I was getting to it, but I I haven't found it yet. Don't we like Pod Save America? I'm pretty sure we do. Um, I forget who does that now. (laughs) It's a great. It's a great podcast. It's a really good. It is a great podcast. Spirituality and religion. That's Meditation Minis by Shell Hamilton. Oh, I see. Shell, so excited. Um. I think under, and I don't know what category this is, but Trivial Warfare, my client, Jonathan Oaks. I'm so excited for him. What category is that? It's a, his show is really cool. And I've talked about it in Weird and Wild before. It's, it's bar trivia, but as a podcast. Oh, oh, here it is. It's under Games and Hobbies. Games and Hobbies. Sorry. It's under Games and Hobbies. Then we have history, music, news, science and medicine. Um, Dang, no brain science podcast. That's unfortunate. Boo. Oh, Mitching Richard Simmons is nominated in Society and Culture. I was kind of excited about that just because we've been talking about it like crazy. Mm, I think that's it. I don't see any more. So many in technology, though. Wow. So many. It's crazy. But it's so anyway, if any of you guys and this is I'm putting this out because we have so many tickets ourselves. And I know Rob won't be won't be sad if I do this since he has his own ticket because he's nominated for his own thing. But if there's anybody that's in Los Angeles and isn't attending podcast movement for some bizarre reason, but would like to come to the ceremony, you guys could get, I think I can get you in because every person that is nominated gets like a, I think gets two tickets or something like that. So to, to watch the awards. 
So if you want to do that, I think that that's how it works out. I'm not quite sure how something like that. It said you get two tickets. So I assume it has something to do with that. You got to figure that out. So reach out to me if you really want to attend. And uh, is that about it? Oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. But in the email, they also had something that was really fantastic. They're having a podcast listener focus group. And it really is all about, it's the first time that they're doing something like this. Amplify Media is focusing on how consumers really listen to podcasts. How about that, Yeah, it's fantastic. I know. This is the first time, and this is like my cup of tea, and I am so excited by this. So it says, a first-of-its-kind video study, podcast listeners in their own words. Real podcast listeners talk about how they discover, choose, and listen. They, they're going to talk about apps they use, where and how they listen, how many they listen to, emerging listening habits, exclusive podcast user insights on length, turnoffs, and, and ads, and a lot more. So that's going to be really, really cool. So I'm really stoked about that. So I think that that's about it for podcast movement, people. I think so. so. Just get your friggin' tickets. Use the She Podcast discount code. Sign up for our event. Let us know if you're doing a session. We'll be happy to promote it on the show. And this goes for males and females. You don't have to be like a member of yes, the group you don't have or anything. To be a woman. Just if you're our Anybody, pal, yeah. I know you're listening yeah. and I know you've got something. Just send us a quick on our website, ShePodcast.com. We have like a little feedback button. Just send us a little audio about your session. It doesn't have to be like a like what Jody did where she's like, this session is for those of you. You can just tell us what you're talking about. It's going to be all cash if you want. But we want to let everyone know about what you're talking about because I think it also helps promote the event, what kind of, st- of stuff people learn there. So, yep. And by the way, Jody's audio feedback was fantastic, by the way. I know. Her audio was really good. So I agree. Loved she it. has a great show. Right. Her show, by the way, is called Women Taking the Lead. Okay. Um, right. <clears throat> moving on, moving on, moving on, on, and on. Okay. We are now moving on to, to some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. I really still want to have these news. Uh, they are brought to you by our patrons, you know. Our patrons are bringing you the news that you can use. And um, <laughs> we still have not had the patron discussion. No, we have not. And we are revamping the whole patron thing. But you guys are going to be so excited once it's finished. Just once we like actually really step into what we're doing because it's going to be so great. But uh, I just want to make sure that you guys know that you can continue to give us even if it's just like a even if it's just like a dollar dude a dollar and you'll get in on the fun that i have and i want to give a big shout out to kimberly mills for voxing me because i put it out there she's one of our patrons shout out to her ring to veil podcast and um i we're changing things on the website is what i told her <laughs> Because she had some questions, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know what's on there. So just to let you guys know. But get in on it now while we start to add all of this new fun information. Hopefully by next week we'll be able to say something. But anyway, do you want to talk about PodCon, Jess? Yeah. So PodCon was um, – it's funny because last week I had a note to talk about PodCon because somebody was saying, oh, Podcast Movement has has a competition. But actually they don't. So – um. PodCon is this thing that's being created by a guy um, who created VideoCon. And basically, I think VideoCon is for like 
YouTuber for people who are fans of YouTubers to come and like meet the famous YouTubers and stuff. Well, PodCon is kind of like that, but for podcasts. However, this is why it's not a podcast movement competition because it is fan focused, not creation creator focused. So like this guy green, what's his name? Hank green. Yeah. Hank green. He's an, he's a YouTuber and he also cre- helped create, um, Welcome to Night Vale. And basically, they want to create an event that celebrates the art wherever it is. We're bringing together a diverse group of podcast pros in Seattle, Washington. And why Seattle, Washington? Because apparently that's where podcasting is hot, question mark. I never heard that before until this guy said (laughs) it. No, no, no. It's not. It's. Yeah, it's not actually that podcasting is hot as in like, ooh, everybody. It's like I think that people in the coasts tend to listen to more podcasts than another place. Okay, is, is fair what enough. I feel. But so anyway, there's live podcasts that are going to be recorded. Dear Hank and John, My Brother, My Brother and Me, Alice Isn't Dead. Um, it's really not the same as podcast movement because even though my show with LT is going to be recorded live, they don't bill it like that at all. You don't go to see shows of podcasts. You go to learn about podcasting. And so this is totally different. But if you're interested in going, um, we'll have a link in the show notes. Basically about the event. I think it's still on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Um, and it's supposed yep. to be in December. So that's that. Yes. Anything to and, say about and- that? Any opinions or... No, I think it's fantastic. I think that this is something that really needs to be put out there because having these type of interactions is fantastic. It's sort of like Comic-Con, right? PodCon, it's, it's, you get to meet your, the, the people that you love to listen to. And I think from what I understood too, this is actually happening. So it's not like the Indiegogo campaign isn't going to be like, hey, let's see what we can do. It's like, this is, this is going down, regardless of whether they meet their goal or not. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. And hey, good, good luck. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah, I'm really excited. Hey, but you have here a podcast about uh, somebody that we used to love or I used to love. I don't know about you. Did you lo- used to love him? Who? Bill Cosby. Yes. Yeah, I did. Me too. You want me to tell you about this one? It makes me sad. Oh, yeah. I didn't just love Bill Cosby. I listened to Bill Cosby himself on my sad little tape recorder about a billion times. I used to be able to run off his shtick. It was memorized. Oh. I was obsessed with the show. I watched him on friggin' picture pages. Did you ever see picture pages? I don't even picture know. Picture pages, I have no picture idea what that pages, is. lots of fun with picture pages, lots of fun with crayons and pencils. Anyway, it was a kid's show that he used to be on, and then he moved to stand-up, and then he started doing the cut. Anyway, it's not important. So this is a local thing, WHYY, which is the local NPR station here. It's the local, um, what do they call it? Talk, Not talk radio, public radio station. Public radio. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing a show called... Cosby Unraveled. And it's poignant that it's here in Philadelphia because this is where he's from. It's also my hometown. And like, um, I go to just click the link and it says we're experiencing issues. Visit later. Thanks for your patience. I don't have any patience. Don't thank me for my patience. I'm not being patient. I'm annoyed. Hold on. Let me try and find another link. Oh, great. Um, on June 5th, opening statements for Bill Cosby's trial are going to begin for the sexual alleged sexual assault of Andrea Constand, one of 60 women that have accused him of abuse. He's a native of Philly, an upcoming podcast from HYY, WHYY, 
um, will make the case that he is quintessential Philadelphia, better or worse, that they're going to explore his beginnings in the projects of North Philly, the height of his influence, the causes of his downfall. It's going to be super juicy. I have no idea who they're going to like interview or whatever, but I love that it's local because they're going to be like, you knew Bill in high school. Was he a perv then? It should be really oh interesting. God. So, um, wow. I know. So it's like, but it just, it does make me really sad, the whole Cosby thing, because I don't know. I always like to believe the good in people, and I'm always disappointed. So I know, especially with him, because it's like you know that show was so quintessential for even for our family. Because you know, my parents were very strict in things that we could watch on TV and what we couldn't watch on TV. I mean, they really were. There were so many things. There was just no. There was we just never watched. It was like, nope, you can't watch that. And it was like, all right. That's yeah. about it, right? Yeah, yeah. But the Cosby show absolutely was. And it's something, it's just, it's so heartbreaking because it was such a family thing. Oh, it's just, mm, wanna, mm. anyway, whatevers. All right. I want to share this article. Or did you add this or did I? I can't remember. Me? Um, <laughs> the okay. six ways to use your podcast for good. I added it because I thought that's something else you would like to talk about. Yeah, totally. No, I I shared it all (laughs) over the place because I just, you know, um, Sarah Ray Warner is doing some really great work over at Forbes, at Forbes, uh, on on the website, Forbes.com, writing about podcasting. But the way that she writes about podcasting is really tap. It's actually, imagine this, it's tapped in to the actual podcasting community. Whoa. And she she actually... Sarah. Because I feel like she, her name... Yes. Okay. Of course she is. She participates... Okay. That's what I thought. Like, a All lot. the time, right? That's what I thought. Yes. And she is... Yeah. She 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 is part... It's like she's doing it. She is a, one of us. She's one of us. And so it's really great for her to write these pieces because they touch on a variety of different perspectives around podcasting that are generally around community, around self-expression, around um, sort of success, in quotes, from uh, somebody who's in the trenches and somebody who actually knows the medium and somebody who's willing to step out of the NPR uh, procasting world and really draw attention to those of us that are indies in there doing the thing, right? So mm-hmm. I really love her work. I'm going to, and so this one, Six Ways to Use Your Podcast for Good, is a super article, which is totally a right up my alley. But all in all, her work there is also really good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link to that episode and as well as her articles on Forbes so that you can just scan some of the titles and then read whichever one floats your boat because she's written a lot of really good pieces. And I'm just happy that somebody's writing about podcasting that's not, that knows what's happening <laughs> that actually cares. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like her. A thank lot. Her you, writing is Sarah. great. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for writing that. Yay. And so we are now moving into our tooltips. Elsie's tooltips. And our tooltips is as always brought to you by our lovely and patient editor, John Buchanis from AudioEditingSolutions.com. Right, Jess? John Buchanis, he's your man. If he can't do it, no one can. That was oh my not gosh, even he's on been key. putting up with That was not even on key. That's all right. I that forgive you. Nobody, 
That's all right. But John is the one that needs to forgive you, really, because, I mean, not John you doesn't now, like the spots I do for him, I don't think. Maybe you, you should try this so. time. I love them. Absolutely <laughs> love them. You do? Yeah, absolutely. And so, no. <laughs> But um, seriously, guys, he puts up with all of this crazy stuff, and he really is. I think one of the best things about him is that he's a really great troubleshooter, Uh and he can always, in some way, be able to help us actually get this stuff done. Because if it was up to Jess and myself, we'd be like, hey, you want to just record the phone call? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I was just telling Scott about this actually this morning. Because I think what makes him such a good editor, especially when he's on the recording with you, is that like he spent 25 years as an elevator repairman. So the man is cool under pressure. Like you can imagine all the people that have been stuck in elevators. John was the guy that would come save you and get you out. And so that totally translates into what he does for you if you hire him as an editor. Completely and 100%. He makes you sound good. He gives you a solution for like recording tells you how to move your mic and not to touch the things and where to put the levels and it's like really nice it's nice to have somebody like that whose sole job is to make you look and sound good so if you need that because you don't feel like you're looking and sounding your best on your podcast go to audio editing solutions.com the end so we have the end but actually it's not the end because he actually brought the tool for this time and he's gonna share it's his spot so go john go john go johnny go Okay, so one of the things that happens when you're trying to record a podcast is where you're going to record it. I know that Ramona Rice, she has a closet. She gets in the closet. has got all the clothes. And what's nice about that is the, the fabric absorbs the sound that is bouncing off of everywhere. Sometimes people want to record, but they're in like their kitchen or dining room or somewhere where it's open and there's not a lot of furniture. And what you get is reverb. The sound bounces off the wall, comes back and goes into the mic again. So you got like a little bit of an echo. So one of the things I was just thinking about was because I have a client and she's having a problem with the same thing. She moved to a new house and the recording's different. So I thought about – and I was out somewhere and I saw those clothes racks that you could – the little portable clothes racks that you kind of get from – I just think they're at Amazon for $15, at Bed Bath & Beyond for $19. They got little wheels and you would hang stuff on them. They're about six foot tall. So if you've got four of those – and you take a quilt, a blanket, or something like that and surround yourself with those and put those blankets over there, you've got an instant sound studio right around your microphone. And I think that would make a big difference in your recording because they sometimes they'll send it to the editor and say, can you get this echo out of here? Yes. Put stuff around you so you don't have an echo. And that's how we can do it. Because if I take the echo out, you lose something else. You lose a little bit of the crispness, the brightness of your voice. So that is my tip. Get some blankets, make a little fort, and then you can always roll them out of the way when you're done. So awesome. Genius. I know. And a place to put your clothes. Yeah. Bonus. Love it. Yeah, If you have all your stuff hung on it, you don't even have to use the blanket. You just wheel it out and stick it around you. It'll do the same thing. Right on. Sweet. So if you go to manageflitter.com, this is the tool tip I'd like to share with people. It's probably not the first time I've mentioned it. And I think if you were at PodFest a couple of years ago, um, Pete Desmond Adams did a whole session on Manage Flitter. But I'm going to tell you why it's important for you. Because no matter how many times you tweet about your episodes, no matter how many times you tell people 
on Twitter or wherever that you have new content that's coming out. It doesn't matter unless you're growing that channel and manage footer has a great way for you to grow that channel. Unfortunately, you do need a paid account to do it. But what I want to tell you, the feature that's important here is like, Everyone says automation is disingenuine, blah, blah, blah. But Manage Flitter has this thing where when you sign up and you go under manage and then you click the button follow, you can do one of two things. You can either follow all the followers of someone similar to you. And I'll give you an example. So like I have a podcast agency. So I thought I think I'll follow a bunch of podcasters, but not any podcasters. I'm going to follow all the ones that are following Libsyn. So this thing will pull up like the, you know, like the most, I don't know, however many people, um, however many followers Libsyn has. And then I can say, okay, yes, I want you to follow all the followers of Libsyn. And I mean, it's not disingenuous. Their podcasts, if they like Libsyn, most chances are they'll like me or like my content. So I start following them and you can actually set it to do it autom- automatically, like remotely. So you can tell it to do like 200 a day. And then a week later, you go back in and whoever didn't follow you or whoever is a spam account or whoever doesn't speak English or just whoever, that's then you unfollow and you start again. So it grows your Twitter incredibly fast. And it's growing them with people who you actually do want to get. Like, I actually do want to engage with Libsyn's followers. I do think they'd be interested in my content. I'm not just choosing the word podcast. I'm choosing profiles that are of interest to me. Also, and similarly, you can follow all the people that an account is following. So let's just say I'm starting my agency, which I am. I'm starting my agency Twitter. And... I want to follow all the people on both accounts. So I'll just start following my regular personal account. Or let's just say I want to, I'm interested in all the people Elsie's following, not the people that are following her because she's very selective about who she chooses. So I click in Yogeek and then it'll pull up all the people Elsie's following. And then I, same thing, I can select them all and just follow them automatically. I can click follow on every single one. It's a really cool system because it helps you grow an authentic following, but way faster than if you were just to like look through Twitter and follow, 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 follow. This is like way faster. And it sort of like puts your Twitter growth on speed dial. That's why I like it. That's it. What do you guys think? Speed dial is always good. I love, I love managed Flitter. I still haven't played with it and I want to. So that's on my, that's on my to-do. Right on. on my to-do. Right on, yo. Are we ready to move it on to Weird and Wild show of the week? Yeah. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild show of the week. All right. What do we have going on here, Jess? Weird and wild show of the week. So the one that I have here is a new client of mine. And I don't always, I mean, I I don't think I always highlight the new clients, but some of them just catch me and I feel like I have to share it with you. So this one is called the Our Turn Podcast, OurTurnPodcast.com. She's actually a fan of the show. So hello. Hello, Kathy. Basically, this is a podcast about board gaming by women. And it's the only, I believe, the only women's board game podcast. And first of all, it's going like crazy. But I also think it's so cool when women do any kind of gaming shows. Like, um, this is her and her friends and they talk about 
I love this. It says, our turn podcast is made up of a group of women pulling out the chairs around the table and inviting everyone to sit down and join the game and conversation. And it's actually, you know why I like it? I'll tell you why. Because when I was a kid, my mother used to make me go to the library to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. And I was the only girl and they almost never let me play. Like not, it was like, not like Girl Scouts where you sign up and go. Like I know my, I knew my friends were playing there and you were, I was supposed to be learning how to play the game, but the boys didn't really want to play with me. And it sucked. So I think in the spirit of that, that's why these women started the show. Because, like, I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like there's not a lot of room for women in gaming. And board gaming probably is no different. And if you look at their, like, hero image and you see some of the board game, like, she's got some board game covers. And you can tell they're all totally geared towards dudes. Like, the fortune and the glory, the merchant of Venus, Galact Bassar Galactica, like Star Realms. I don't know. Like they look like they're geared towards little boys or big boys. But um girls like to play games too. So yeah. our turn podcast. I thought that was really cool. And then you have one too, right? Yeah, this one's actually a finding native a Native American podcast, which is kind of different. It's gonna be called the Urban Indians with a Z. That's interesting. I thought you weren't supposed to say Indians though. Well, they're doing what they want to do here. So they're releasing this on June 12th with three episodes on iTunes. And this is actually really trying to shatter what people think of Native American stereotypes, really, and talking into what's the reality of being Native American in the world. It's a conversation between three, three of them. Um, and hopefully they're going to be highlighting, you know, what it's like to live in a big city or, you know, moving from a reservation and in to, to a large city and what that does for you and, you know, the it's culture, cool. what life away from home can be. He says that life away from home can be isolating and that's often what causes people to move back and live closer to their family. So it's really just showing a new perspective on current events, especially from the perspective of the Native Americans. So. I think that's really cool. They're also going to have a, a segment on art um, at the end, Native American hip hop and music and stuff like that. So I didn't even be know really that was awesome. a thing. Did you? And no, I didn't. And also, this is going to be produced by the Sioux Empire Podcast Network. So there's an actual network. Ooh, how cool is that? So anyway, I just it's thought really I'd let you guys cool. know. You guys can read the article here because. The more diverse voices we have, I mean, that's what that's what this is for. I, you know, I would love to listen to this and see like what the scoop is with all this stuff. So, yay! Do you have an Indian name that you would name yourself? They have the best names, like the guy in here. They have the name. Talking about his name is Night Shield. Hold on, how do you find your Native American name, dude? I'm not gonna go find my Native American name right now. Why not? That's really cool. That's amazing because. Is that a bad thing to do? I have one for Jessica. Oh, what's Jess's Native American name? Kind of talks off mic. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Am I? Is that what I'm oh doing right God, now? Oh, my God, that's so perfect. Kind of. Kind of talks off mic. Oh, my gosh. What a perfect name. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why it has to be talk off mic. I think Elsie would be um, running tick chaser. Okay. <laughs> That's what I I'm think. I'm cool with that running tick chaser. Yes, absolutely. Running tick chaser. Oh my God. I running would be chaser. sitting Jew woman. How about that? <laughs> sitting Jew woman. <laughs> it could be chasing Jew woman with like 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be chasing <laughs> chasing two women. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So All right. You want to get into some pet peeves? Because I think you and I both have some stuff to say about this. Yeah, we do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jessica's pet peeves. Okay. Mine's going to be quick because I just want to get through this because I want to get to yours. So, all right. Um, all right. So, uh, here's the thing there's been some, you know, the reason that I love Sarah Werner uh, so much because she, I don't know, she really comes from the perspective of who she is and what she is and, and being in the trenches and kind of understanding the community and whatnot. Now, here's an article that I found for Entrepreneur Magazine. It says, Start a podcast now. Here's how. And it goes on to kind of give you tips like most of these, right? And it, it starts off pretty, pretty decent. It just gives you some idea, some data, some like why you want to start it, blah, blah. And then it starts, you know, how to do it. And the first thing that it starts to say is like make a website for your podcast. Um, you know, before you do it, you submit it into iTunes and all that kind of stuff, right? And then it just really starts to put WordPress front and center. WordPress is perfect for this. Um, is If your word, website is not built on WordPress, I recommend learning how to use WordPress. That's basically what he said. Let me quote that again. If your website is not built on WordPress, I recommend learning how to use WordPress. Yeah. So that you can podcast. Yeah. That's what I tell you. Okay. So anyway, that to me was like kind of a red flag because I'm like, there are so many different options. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't want to get into all of that. I'm cool with having a website. That's great. But just saying that straight up and then it starts to go in and it and it really starts to basically show you how to how to post your your stuff on WordPress. Like use everything on WordPress. Use WordPress plugins, your WordPress, your WordPress, WordPress, WordPress. And I'm like, what? What is happening here? And then towards the end, you know what? Actually, not towards the end. I think it was at the top. I see that this was written by Mike Taylor, founder of Gazellish.com, WordPress training content contributor at Digium Incorporated. So just so what? make So sure. you feel like it was um, like sponsored content almost? No. All you have to do is when you're writing this stuff is say, hey, guys, I'm a WordPress developer. This is what's worked for me. This is how you can put a, a, a podcast up and podcast using the WordPress platform. That's it. And then we know, okay, he's using the WordPress platform and this is what he's doing. But saying to somebody, use WordPress, oh, and if you don't learn how, I don't think that that's really good, especially when you're talking to people who don't know much of anything, especially an entrepreneur magazine, even we don't say that in our course. We don't say you need to use WordPress. We generally say use a website. Here are the three top options that you can do if you have money, if you want to invest in this, and if you don't have any money, here's your option. This is what you can do. And it's open, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, whenever I write an article about something or even post things inside of the, the Facebook group that we have, I disclose my bias. And I think that that's really important for journalists to do, to disclose their bias. Hey, this, this is my experience. I work for Lipson. This is what's worked for me. State it. Here yeah. it is. If you would like a different opinion, here are these women, because we do have a representation for all of the different hosting inside of 
of the She Podcast. If you have a, a question about this, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so, and here's so-and-so, you're welcome to, to touch base with them and have them help you out. That to me is legitimate and it's, and, it's, and it's good. I just don't like this. If you don't know how to use this, this is what you use. It drives me crazy. So I'm off my, my small um, soapbox and you are welcome to go on to yours. Well, it turns out there's a new monetization course that has nothing to do with monetizing your podcast. What? It is called (laughs) Start Your Profitable Podcast and Build a Brand. This is one of those like kind of like Udemy, but not Udemy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also not going to say where it is because I don't want people to find this course because it's bullshit. But um, basically, it's a blog post by the course creator on the blog of the platform that says, when I read about making money online, advice I always find seems to be cheesy or some kind of link hacking system. My skin crawls when I see online businesses marketed the wrong way. However, some people do it right. People that offer value and get great results. And some of those people are podcast hosts. These people are my heroes. They not only give the business and industry a good name and make the world a better place, but they also teach me how to be better at what I do. I'm constantly taking notes from my podcasting peers. This person does have a podcast. There's ways to make money podcasting in an authentic, inspiring, and entertaining way. A way that leaves you fulfilled not by the amount of money in your bank account because it can be a lot if you do it right. But by the emails you receive from listeners on how you change their life when someone stops you on the street to tell you how their dreams have been achieved because of you. It's powerful, and I want you to experience that. Here's the thing. It's never been easier to start a podcast and make money immediately. But because of that, it's also much easier to go about it all the wrong way, waste a ton of time following the wrong advice. Blah, blah. Making money from podcasting the right way requires you to get extremely focused on your why. Then the how becomes obvious. And then he uses JLD as an example. 50K monthly selling sponsorships and writes about how he does it here. Which, by the way, whatever. And then he also generates over 300K a month with his online courses. I'm constantly approached by companies wanting to sponsor me because of my large downloads numbers. But I'm very selective. Blah, 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 blah. Here's some other entrepreneurs killing it. Tim Ferriss, Shailene Johnson, John Lee Dumas. I mean, it's like people who had huge audiences. I mean, but then he's got a course about how to... Oh, I just said the whole title. Just delete that, John. Just right over that. It just irks me. It 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 irks me. Making money immediately. I mean, this is why I have podcasters breathing down my neck on episode six because of this. You can't do that. I mean, listen. Nope. If you want to make spot, if you want to make money with your podcast immediately, you've got to already have an audience. If you, and if you haven't been podcasting for six months or a year, I mean, my, my colleague Heather Osgood won't represent anyone who hasn't been up for a year because you don't know if you're going to get sick of it in month eight or month nine. You have, you know, you don't know if like your schedule is going to allow you. You're going to change things up in the first year. You're going to change your art. Your website may not be professional. I mean, there's so much that goes into like being able to sell a show and even with it all being perfect there are still some shows that i just can't sell and i don't know why and clients that i fired or who have fired me because their advertisers just aren't ready for podcast advertising in some cases in some cases it's a genre that won't sell 
In some cases, it'll sell, but for peanuts, because those advertisers just don't like to spend money on advertising and are willing to try it, but like for a dime on the dollar. So it's not that easy to make money podcasting unless you already have an audience and you can monetize your community, your audience with other things besides sponsors and advertisers. And then when you look at the, this is what gets me is that like, when you look at the reviews of the course, like, so then I went to the course and it says class reviews and it's like, oh, it's amazing how much this person covers. Uh, I, th- I thought this was an excellent introduction into the world of podcasting. And then I did not find much value in this course. If you're unfamiliar with podcasting or basic practices, it's great. But if you have the basics down, look for something else. And then it was like, excellent course, blah, 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 blah. If you're familiar with podcasting to some extent and you want to learn how to monetize, this is for you. Then the person right under it was like, you had me until you put John Lee Dumas on. He exaggerates his numbers. It's a huge disservice. And then there's like, good, 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 good. And then there's another one that's like, no, don't do it. And then good. I mean, you can just tell who's who's trying to like write a review just to kiss this guy's butt. I follow everything he does. He's awesome. I love everything he does. He's the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, it's like so ridiculous. Now, after all that, here's what it says. You'll learn about differentiating your podcast, choosing a format, purchasing the right gear, recording and editing, promoting and marketing, options for monetizing. He doesn't tell you how to do a fucking thing, which, by the way, is very common with this person because I've taken a course from this person before and he made it all out to be like, you're going to get all my connections and you're going to get all my this and all you're going to get all my that. And I was like, great. He's going to tell me how to build a brand. And what did I hear? How to do a webinar. How to start a Facebook page. I teach that, Brozef. I don't want you to tell me that. <laughs> it's just so, it is so misleading. Like he says, oh, start your podcast today. Make money today. But then all he tells you is options for monetizing. I'll tell you them right now. Send people to your website if you have a business. Advertise. Get sponsorships, do live events, build a community and monetize that, sell a book, sell a t-shirt, done, class over. Those are your options. Hey, nope. Those are your exactly, options. Nope. Dude, it's our podcast, your pants off course. And it's for this free. Is your, this is the same, exactly. This is the same exact course that we thing. did 14 videos on for free. Podcast your pants off. It's sheeppodcast.com forward slash 101. You want to know any of this stuff, including options for monetizing? It's all right there. Go to that one. Free. Absolutely. Faux yep. free. Absolutely free. free. And now, in your face. If you want to know more than options for monetizing, like how do you put up a t shirt store? How do you create an online course? How do you start up sponsors and advertisers? Those are all different courses that isn't this. Yet here, the title is Profitable Podcast. Up your butt right now, today. Make money tomorrow. It's such a lie. I'm sitting here trying to, like, um, my cousin is trying to, like, my, my first cousin, Joe. Is trying to all my first cousins, by the way, on my dad's side are Jay because my grandfather was Joe. So we're Joe, Jenna, and Jessica. Isn't that fun? Anyway, so um, my my cousin Joe is like wanting to do a course um about taking pictures for like of jewelry and watches and stuff for your Etsy stores and stuff like that. And he, I mean, he's never done anything online before. And he was like, "Should I just build the course or should I build an audience?" And I was like, "Rule number one." You build the sales page. You don't build the course. If nobody buys it, you don't create it. Period. 
You don't just like you, if you go through all the trouble of creating something when you have no audience. What's the point? Then you've wasted all that time, and now you have to go and find yourself customers. You get the customers first. This is the same thing in podcasting. If you have no one listening, don't even try to monetize it. It will not work. You need an audience. This course should be called Building a Big Giant Audience so you can monetize your podcast someday, right? It should be called Give Me $63 so I can build my own house. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Give me sixty three dollars so I can make lots of money. No, it's pretty. It's, it's very very frustrating. But, so here's what somebody wrote. Like this was in Podcaster Society. Actually, is where I heard from it, Mark Decote, and he was saying like it's sixty three dollars, and it says it has four thousand students. So that's a quarter of a million dollars. I mean, but it's been up two years, but still. And then somebody else wrote, I think I'm going to offer a course called Launching is Easy, but Enjoying the Grind is Hard and Expensive, but maybe podcasting is right for you anyway. <laughs> 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 that was a funny one. I thought that was funny. Then the next guy wrote, I have a new one, creating a course called When Your Podcast Fails. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Written by John Buchanan. Right. Oh, Uh, stop. Your podcast is doing okay, isn't it? Stop it. Just kidding. That's not true. Oh, God. It's so frustrating. It's just, and I don't even know what to say as far as like the exact pet peeve here, except to say like, Stop promising people a million dollars when you know it's only true for you because you've built your brand already and it's been built for years and years and years and years and years. I mean, people are knocking down his door because he had a huge list and brand before he even thought about creating a podcast. And as far as John's concerned, again, I'll say it. He has marketed the fucking living shit out of that show. That's why it's so big. He has had help from the beginning. He has paid to market that show on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. He's got VAs. He's got a budget for advertising. Y'all don't have that. You're not going to be John. And he has nothing else to do but create his show seven days a week. If you've got other stuff to do, you can't. You, you're not going to follow his formula and be just like him you can't create oh my god i had a client that had was creating a show seven days a week about hunting killing himself and i mean i'm sure it's interesting but come on how many hunters are there that's all i'm saying (laughs) well it it could the thing is is that it could it could really help somebody to do that, you know, to get a a hunting show for seven days a week. It actually could work. Now, here's the thing. And actually, John has said this himself. He actually said it in an episode of the broadcast. And he he mentioned there that at the time that he started his podcast, it was the perfect storm. There was nothing like what he put out there. He had had the time to really cultivate this idea um, he was doing it. This was the first time somebody was trying to do what he was trying to do at that time. iTunes itself wasn't even that big of a thing. So when he came out, there was a perfect storm. There's no way. He's, he actually said, there's no way that if I came with my show now that I would succeed. He said that. I know. So it's like, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. And it's sort of like, you know, how come Elsie's yoga class is still getting over like 300 downloads a day? For a show that I stopped producing three years ago. Why is that happening? When I do no promotion, I don't do anything for that. Like zero. It's because I started in 2006. It was the perfect storm. I have a lot of juice inside of the iTunes store. I can't teach that. 
There's no way I can teach that because that's not te- that's nothing. That's luck. And actually, John Lee actually said that he said this. It was it was luck. I I did it at the right time. I did the right things, and there's no way I could do that now. And all the right. big names in podcasting told him this will never work. A lot of big names in podcasting said, don't do this. This will never work. And he went Ooh, John. in the face of, oh, yes. Yeah, totally. He totally yeah. did it anyway. So good, good for him. Yeah. You know so what else in that to say about think... him that you guys may or may not have? He actually is a really good show host. I mean, it sounds like um, what, what it gets edited down to is question, answer, question, answer. But when you're being interviewed by him, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like a natural conversation. He's very good at, you know, pulling out of you the answers and just edit. I mean, he, he must have a great editor, not as good as John. But like, you know, if his his focus is to have a similar show every time and have it be short, but he's very good at his job. It doesn't just sounds um, formulaic, but it's not when you're experiencing it. And so I think that's why it's also successful is because he's not as terrible to listen to as like, no offense, but some of the rest of you reading those questions and not listening to the answers and just reading the next question, not listening to the next answer. Like he's not like that. He's very good. He works very hard to be good at it. And you have to do that if you're going to do a seven day a week show and be organized. He's he's a military guy. He's the most organized guy ever. He's got schedules for his schedules. Anyway, I'm done. Yep. I'm done on my soapbox. Right. I'm glad we had nice things so, to say about JLD. Yeah. No, I mean, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, so you guys yeah. definitely go check out that. Actually, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that episode over in the broadcast. And you were actually interviewed there as well. I'll yes, put a link for, broad- for yes, Jessica for broadcast that. as well. And then I'll have um, those I would in say, there. And then actually, I'm thinking about doing a sponsorship course, just about how to get ready. We're going to, first of all, I'm creating a quiz that's going to be up soon, how to know when your show's ready for sponsors and advertisers. It'll probably be on my agency site, but it's not ready yet. Almost, almost. And then- well, so if you want... You guys, if you want in any of all these new ideas, become a patron. Okay. If you want in any of all of these ideas, become a patron. Mm. We are going all to right. make sure the patrons are the ones right. that get the Elsie scoop. Elsie has plans for our so, patrons, but she's not telling yes. what they are. No, they, I, I, I haven't, and I'm, but it's going to be discussed. But anyway, I, please, I she's that's even told me part of the deal. So <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. So please oh. make sure that you guys you, do that and and be aware of all the stuff because Jess is going to really bring it, and um, we can't wait to hear from you guys in about a week. So do make sure that you email us any feedback that you have. She pod, feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also join the group over in Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash shepodcast, correct? Yes. Um, and do please buy your ticket if you're going to Podcast Movement and or, or even if you're not going to Podcast Movement, but you live in the L.A. area and Irvine and in um, Anaheim in you know, Laguna Beach, like any of that area over there, you can make the trek. You can get on the freeway and come and have some fun with us in the afternoon on Friday. The tickets are five bucks. You don't want to miss that. So go over to ShePodcast.com slash... PM17 to get your $5 ticket and attend and see us there. And I think that that's about it for today. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. We love you. you. Mean it. Woohoo. Bye. Bye bye.